Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show, Indestructible Souls, Mental Wellness for African-American Men and Boys. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful Sunday as we spring forward for daylight savings time or the end of daylight savings time, whichever one it is. I never understood it, but nonetheless, we lost an hour of sleep. So welcome back to the show, Indestructible Souls. I want to thank you for your continued support for continuing to tune in and support the show. I get a lot of great feedback throughout the week and I really appreciate it. So today, before we get into the show, as before, I want to plug a couple of things just so you know what's going on. Um, So my name is Jonathan Beauregard and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And you can check me out at Beauregard Therapy. And for, you can um, connect with me via Facebook, uh, also through Psychology Today, whatever it may be, you could give me a call at Beauregard Therapy. And coming up this April, I wanted to also promote Hearts of Men, Mental Wellness Group for African-American men moving forward together. And this group is not intended to be a therapy group, but it is intended to be a safe space for black men come together and talk about the things that, um, you know, we face on a daily basis. So you can check it out on Eventbrite where you can register. You can also email me at heartsofmen at beauregardtherapy.com. And so before I get into the show, I do want to put this out there that I am in the process of trying to create a men's circle for, which will also be a podcast. It will be Indestructible Souls Sunday Cigar Series, where I'm looking for a group of men that are willing to come in and have a circle each week. And just talk about different men issues for people to learn from, from us to, for us to sort of gain some camaraderie, talk about issues, other people, you know, listen in and participate. And I think it'd be fun and informative and enlightening. So today's topic, yet again, let me reset it real quick. This is Indestructible Souls. So today's topic is going to be about anger the anatomy of anger. And so I think too often, just to kind of present too often and unfairly black men and young black men, we have become synonymous, unfairly become synonymous with anger, aggression, bitterness, and all of these things. And these are centuries old. But today, I'm not necessarily going to come from a point of view of um, so much historical anger, if you will, but I want people to understand the anatomy of anger and especially how it pertains to black men and boys. And so this is part one. As I said before, I am restructuring the, the, the format of the show in Basically, what I'm doing in that sense is shorter shows, do different topics in multiple parts, if need be, 
So this is going to be a two-parter. And the reason being, and, this, and just to be straightforward, in this day and age, you know, the attention pan, the attention span isn't always, you know, it is what it is. We have a short attention span with all of the social media and things like that. And so I would rather people get the information in smaller, digestible pieces, then that way we are able, you know, to get the information out where people can really digest it. So, and I wanted to go today, today's topic is the part one version of anatomy of anger in the black male. And so to, to get into that topic, the first thing I want to do is talk about anger in general. And I'm going to share a little bit about myself in terms of when it when it comes to anger and, and all those things and, and sort of break it down and really get people to understand why so many people, but why so many black males, as people would say, have anger problems or need anger management. And, and I personally think anger management classes fall short simply because they're management classes. They don't teach you about your anger. And so we'll get into that today, but just some generals about anger in general. So, you know, God naturally gives us all these various emotions, right? And so you have happy, you have sad, you have, um, what else we got? We have embarrassment, we have love, we have all these various emotions, but too often men and boys is always said to only be able to express a short range of emotions, which in terms is either happy, sad, and anger. But oftentimes, people don't understand that anger is not necessarily even an emotion. What do I mean by that? So something happens to us, something bothers us that upsets us, right? And so what happens is we have an emotional reaction. And then oftentimes, through aggression, whatever that aggression may look like, whether it's fighting, whether it's cursing, whether it's yelling, some form of aggressive act has been determined, oh, you're angry, okay? However, people oftentimes misunderstand what anger really is, and especially for African-American men. And so in this two-part series, I'm going to break down what I call the anatomy of anger. And too often, too often, not only just us as a people, but society itself, society itself don't even know what that really is when it comes to African-American men. And, and here's what I mean by that, is there is so much going on up under that anger and being able to break it down and to understand it, too often people don't heal from the anger because they don't even understand their own anger. But oftentimes we don't even understand where it comes from. 
And so hopefully through today's to through today's show, we're going to start that conversation of what anger really is. But not only what is it, but where it comes from and why is why have we meaning black men have been given this tag of being angry, being aggressive, being animalistic and and all of these things. So for one, we as a people have to do better, but also the images and the 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 images and the negative imaging and the negative connotations of African American men has to be rewritten. It has to be. So when we talk about anger, oftentimes people say, you did X, Y, and Z that made me mad. You did this that upset me. Uh, upsets me. What people fail to realize is that there's a lot of things going on up under that anger. Now, here's the thing, and, and I'm going to get into it. This is just sort of a, a, a snapshot or a preview. Oftentimes, people say women are emotional and men are logical, and men, men see, see things through logic and women see things emotionally. And to a degree, that's true. However, people don't understand how emotional men are. The problem is, here's the problem. We as men don't know how emotional we are. And on top of that, we don't have the emotional literacy to express it. And here's what I'm getting at. So to understand the anatomy of anger, the anatomy, we, we, Today, I'm going to start with cultural and socialization of anger. Why is that important and why do we have to talk about it? In a simple package, in a simple nutshell, we as African-American men and boys have been socialized to be angry and aggressive and to see ourselves as such. Now, what do I mean by that? Now. I know people get tired of me going back to slavery and all this other stuff and even beyond and so forth. Keep in mind, keep in mind, here's, here's, here's why, here's what's frustrating to me. When people don't understand the long-term effect of not just slavery, but everything that, that, that came with it. Now, here's the thing. We can blame the, the rightful party for that. However, we as a people have perpetuated that and have bought into that psyche. Here's what I mean. When we talk about socialization, not just through the media and negative imaging, only showing specific images about black men, whether it's the aggressor, whether it's some type of animalistic behavior, whether it's, you know, you, you have to be, to play in the movies, you have to be the, 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 you know, the villain and all of these things. But then even for us, when we start talking about, you know, black exploitation movies and all of these things, is that we've bought into this image of this aggressive, bitter, angry person 
And so what happens is not only just through the movies, the imaging, and what we see in our households, we begin to develop and we begin to embed into the psyche of younger generations that this is what black men are supposed to look like. Meaning angry, stressed, bitter, um, and, and, and we could go down the list. Now, what, do I, what else do I mean by socialization? Where we clearly, clearly, if we, you know, and it's, good, it's, it's easy to see when we have a boy and a girl, because we oftentimes socialize our boys to be more aggressive. We socialize our boys to fight. We socialize our boys to, to um, you have to, you, not only do you have to be stronger, but you can't show emotion. Very, very rarely, if, if ever, do we talk to our boys about talking things out or outwitting the other person. It always has to do with some type of physical aggression and emotion. And if there is an emotion other than anger, other than aggression, whether it be sadness, embarrassment, and uh, you know a list of the others, then we tell them that that's not appropriate. As a boy, you're not supposed to feel that. You're not supposed to feel sad. You're not supposed to feel lonely. You're not supposed to feel vulnerable. And when they do, a part of the socialization is we shame them for it. And then here's the other thing. We inadvertently, sometimes intentionally, so say inadvertently, but also intentionally, Reward, aggression, and anger. So that's all a part of the socialization. Here's what I'm getting at. So real quick. So anybody who knows me and knows my story, right? Coming up, I was known for my temper and anger. I would, that's, if people who know me, they called me Johnny, and, and whether it's in the neighborhood or at schools or whatever, I was known for fighting. And I was known to have a temper. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, the, here's the funny part. People don't realize. What people don't realize and how this plays on the psyche. Believe it or not, that's how I gained respect. That's how I gained status was was to make sure people feared me. So even if I wasn't angry, I had to appear angry because that's how I gained status, that's how I gained privilege, and that's how people respected me. Think about that. And so, so often when I would get into a fight, you know, back in the neighborhood, walking away from a fight was not an option. But keep in mind, follow me on this, keep in mind, is after the fight, the person who was most aggressive gained all the friends and gained all the notoriety and gained all of the, 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 the status. 
I remember fighting in elementary school and after the fight or even people following you to the fight or whatever it may be. And then after the fight, not only do you have the dudes now, you know, respecting you, but fearing you a little bit, whatever that may be. But then also here comes the girls. So, and, and I'm not saying this is just the black community, but in our community, we reward anger and aggression. Now imagine those same fights or those same situations if I decide to either talk it out or walk away. Guess what happens? So here's what I'm saying. A part of the socialization, the part of the psyche promotes aggression and anger. The, 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 the flip side to that is it diminishes emotional literacy. And I'm going to get further into emotional literacy later on. Now, here's what I'm here. here here's another thing. The American psyche naturally sees black men, black boys, even as young as, you know, four or five years old, we are already perceived as a threat. We are, we are already perceived as less human. They already believe that we, we feel less pain. If you take the two, two a, a white man and a black man, put them side by side in, in the same natural state, we automatically are seen as the threat or seen as being more aggressive because it's already built into the psyche. But then here it is. We are per perpetuating it through socialization. Follow, follow that. So oftentimes, young boys, black boys, and black men, we often come to a fork in the road to where, okay, what do I want to, who do I want to be and how do and, and, and how does this work? Do I want to put on this mask of anger? Yes, and I mean mask of anger and aggression. And if I do, I'm damned because now I'm seen as a threat. And then if I don't, I'm damned because now I'm seen as soft and less than a man and, and a punk and all those other things. So for us as African-American men and, and young men, it's a lose-lose situation for us. Because oftentimes we, 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 we can't be in the middle. And that's on us. Now, now follow me on this. It aggression and anger and this machoism and all of these things have been so embedded in, into our community that not only do you hear it in our music, but our entire at, at one point, our entire persona had to perpetuate being tough and threatening. Think about that. Our entire persona had to be or at least emit the energy that I'm threatening and that I'm tough and that if crossed, the only way I can gain respect is through aggression. 
understand this. Too often through socialization, the tough and threatening person gained the respect and gained status. So we have for centuries have socialized our young boys to not what's going on with them emotionally, but to perpetuate anger and aggression through socialization. Now, here's the other thing. What people often don't understand is when we start looking at anger, when we start looking at anger, I like to explain anger as a secondary emotion, right? And sometimes I say it's not even an emotion at all. It's in re it's anger, specifically aggression and anger, is a reaction to an emotional stimulant that I cannot explain, that I don't want to feel, and it exposes my insecurity and weakness, and it comes out in aggression. Now, here's the thing. One of the things that I want to talk about real quick is anger is individualistic. What do I mean by that? Every single one of us have different experiences. Every single one of us. And those experiences is what shapes our anger. Those experiences is what shapes our emotions. Those experiences is what shapes our psyche, our mental health, and all of those things. So my experiences may not be your experiences, so what triggers your emotions that triggers anger will be different than mine. And this is, in my opinion, this is where anger management fall short simply because most of the men that you're around, and I mean adult men, oftentimes struggle with anger because they don't even know their own anger. Don't even know what it's about. Haven't figured it out. Now, here's the thing. So I talked a little bit before about how our entire persona had to per perpetuate toughness and aggression and bitterness and all of these things. Understand this, the clothes don't make the man, but oftentimes, you know, if you got the car, you got the clothes, you got the this, and you got all these other things, then we say, oh, he's the man, right? Here's the problem. That's why so many grown men struggle in relationships and struggle in life because they're babies emotionally. And when we get into certain situations, we don't know how to handle it because we haven't even gotten in touch with our own individual emotions. Here's what I mean by anger is individualistic. My experiences 
when it comes to growing up, when it comes to experiencing the world, dealing with specific people, and so forth, those are mine. Now, here's the other thing. Too often, too often, we always say, you made me mad. You did this and you upset me. You made me angry. Oftentimes in abusive relationships, specifically domestic violence, the person who's perpetuating the violence says, you made me do it. Oftentimes, men feel insecure in relationships because of what they say is the other person's fault. Now, here's the thing. The problem with that is it is no one else's fault. But if I am in tune and I understand my anger, if I understand my emotions, no one else has the power to provoke me to aggression. But more importantly, here's the bigger part. Here's the bigger picture. For us as black men and young boys, if I understand my emotions, I better can navigate the world. I better can deal with people. I can build resiliency. I can build understanding. I have a better sense of self. I have a better security of who I am, which then ushers me into adulthood. But too often, too often, we don't understand our emotions, which leads to depression, anxiety, anger, aggression, and all of these things that makes us worst off in the long run. Too often, we already talked about, you know, that a lot of black men suffer from, not only suffer from depression or some form of depression, but it goes untreated. And oftentimes when you ask somebody, well, why are you feeling this way or whatever was going on with you? We don't have the emotional vocabulary to even express it. We just know that there's triggers and there's things that set us off that we don't know how to deal with, we don't want to feel, and we don't even want to take responsibility for it. So therefore, we get stuck in anger. Think about that. Oftentimes, we are more, more exposed to anger meaning black African-American men, whether it's directly or witnessing anger or witnessing aggression, oftentimes it's how we've had to navigate the world for whatever reason. But the problem is, here's the problem. When we talk about Anger specifically. Until a person understands the anatomy of their anger, we'll continue to struggle with it. Now, 
What do I mean by that? So going back to my story, I could talk about me and I, you know, I could give a ton of client examples. But going back to, to my story, other than say being, you know, in in you know, back in the neighborhood or whatever, being challenged in the street where okay, some some days you gotta fight. But the expression of anger in terms of whether it's the yelling and the 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 the, the aggressive behavior, the the shutting down, and what I mean by shutting down, just not talking to anybody. I had to understand that there was something deeper going on. Here's the other thing. When we talk about anger being individualistic, sometimes we become so self-centered and things go bad so much that we begin to blame everything around us that's going bad on other people. And then therefore, just the fact that my life isn't going the way that it's supposed to produces anger. But here's the thing, and I'll use myself as an example, is when I was feeling insecure, when I was feeling weak, when, when someone or something tried to make me appear weak, when I felt embarrassed, when I felt belittled, when I felt weak, those are the type of things that would trigger an explosion. And then here comes the anger. Here's what I had to do. And we'll talk more about this next week, but here's what I had to do is understand what was going on on the inside of me emotionally to get my anger in check. Here's why that's so powerful. Here's why that's so powerful. When I began to understand the anatomy of my anger, when I began to understand this situation, this person, this topic, whatever it may be, this whatever happens, yes, I don't like it, but because I have my own emotions in check, I can now respond to it differently. Today, there's not much that makes me angry. For one, because I don't personalize other people's BS. You don't like me, shame on you. Okay. You say something crazy, okay. Well, I know I'm not that. As long as you don't threaten my person, we're good. If a certain situation, whether it's at work or with other people, and they're trying to embarrass me or belittle me, we could have a conversation right then and there. I'm going to put you on notice. How you deal with it. Okay. Here's the thing. There's a difference between standing up for your rights and reacting out of anger. There's a difference between 
establishing your boundaries and holding on to your boundaries and reacting out of anger. Now, when we talk about anger being individualistic, here's what I often tell my clients when it comes to anger. Stop giving people the keys to your anger. Stop giving them access to your buttons. What we have to understand is African-American men, our anger is deep. We, we are so complex, but simple. Our anger is deep rooted in so many other things that other people don't have to deal with. Sometimes the fact of, you know, just us walking out of the house is a challenge because we're instantly judged the moment we walk out of the house. And depending on where we go, if we're going to work, we got to appear competent, but we can't feel too com we can't appear too confident because now we're a threat. If someone do us wrong, we can't fight for our rights because if we if we step up too much, then now we being aggressive. So just, just navigating the world is a challenge for us. Even in relationships, sometimes a lot of us, believe it or not, we have to almost become docile just to even navigate relationships, which then creates more anger. Because if I stand up for myself in a relationship, now I'm being aggressive, now I'm being abusive. And I'm not talking hitting or anything like that. I'm talking simply putting somebody in check. People don't understand the struggle and the work it takes to be a respectable black man. Got it. We, you know, oftentimes, and, and this is one thing I hate personally. I hate it personally. People are always telling me to smile. Why? You need to smile more. No, I don't. But here's, here's the thing. And here's what I learned early on, especially around certain people. They wanted me to smile because it was more like a shucking and jiving, so they'd feel more comfortable. Remember, we're already perceived as threats. We're already perceived as being aggressive. You follow me? So when we talk about the anatomy of anger, there's a lot going on up under underneath the surface. For one, we've been socialized to angry and aggressive and to, to, to appear tough, or we sort of get ostracized in our own neighborhoods. Here's the other thing. Even as a little kid, we are not giving the emotional language, the emotional literacy to even express emotion. The tough, get, the tough kid gets the reward. Working, working in the prison system and working in, in the field that I've worked in, oftentimes I saw the victim get re-victimized by being ostracized for being a victim while the bully or the perpetrator got praise and respect. So if I'm going to be something in my own neighborhood or in my own circle, then I have to be the tough guy. 
So in terms of socialization, and I will talk about this more next week, in terms of how we need to re-socialize our young men to think differently and have a more an, an emotional vocabulary to be able to express themselves other than anger or depression. Follow me on that. And here's the thing. To sort of start wrapping this up, understanding that anger is an individual thing. You have to understand the anatomy of your anger if you're going to overcome it. So when you watch certain things in the news or whatever, you see things on TV, you see things happening, certain people are going to have a reaction to it because that connects to their experience, that connects to their emotions. And I'll give you an example. One of the worst things you could do from me, do to me is steal from me. Because the neighborhood I lived in, and I could call out names, every year our house used to get broken into right around Christmas and school time. So that violation alone. So now when it comes to stealing or being a victim of something being stolen, that's, that's, that's a trigger for me. But I understand that. So here's, here's what I want you to take away from today is understanding that anger is, is, is not a direct emotion. There's layers and layers and layers and layers of emotions that trigger anger. But for black men and black young men, understand that we have been socialized to be aggressive and angry. So now what we have to start doing is starting to identify the anatomy of my anger, the anatomy of your anger, to understand, to be able to overcome it. Think about that. So next week, what we're going to talk about, anger as an insecurity. We're going to talk about anger as control or loss of control. And then we're going to get into emotional literacy. Understanding what emotional literacy is to be able to overcome anger and to be able to navigate relationships, being able to articulate ourselves in all of those things. So I hope you join me next week. The whatever that is, it'll be March 21st. I'm taking March 28th off. I'll be out of town. And then we'll be back after that. So yet again, this has been Indestructible Souls. Don't forget, you can check me out um, and and come on in to the office and, and, you know, at Beauregard Therapy. You can check me out on Psychology Today. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And don't forget our men's group. Hearts of Men, Mental Wellness for African-American Men, Moving Forward Together, Creating a Safe Space for African-American Men to Express Themselves. And then also, don't forget, if you're interested in joining Indestructible Souls Sunday Cigar Series, hit me up on the inbox, 
and I'm looking for three to five men that are able to come in and chop it up on a weekly basis and, and create this round circle in a safe space for us to, you know, have some type of expression and build community. So yet again, this has been Indestructible Soul. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for all of the feedback and so forth. And I will see you next week. And we're out. Thank you.